Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 13, titled 4C. Uh, Yet another fantastic, fantastic episode uh, that is so fun, so clever, so different and unique, uh, a little bit absurd, and plays out in such a magnificent way that I absolutely love. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal episode. Uh, So, after about... A week, (laughs) a week's worth of episodes of literally nothing but macro narrative, like five episodes straight of nothing but macro narrative, Uh, first ending the HR storyline and then starting the Samaritan storyline, we've we've finally gotten back to our number of the week format, Uh, which is nice, which is refreshing. I've kind of missed talking about these more... These more standalone episodes. I've kind of missed uh, doing the little self-contained deals. But this episode is so radically different for like 50 bajillion reasons. First off, Reese is still very much on his I quit mentality. I'm done. I can't do this anymore after Carter's death. And so, now we got a reluctant Reese kind of just forced into this number. Kind of just forced into handling this number. Uh, With, like, the rejiggering of his plane tickets and all that. Getting him on a certain plane at a certain time. Like, all this manipulation to get Reese in the exact right place at the exact right time, even though he very much doesn't want to be given a mission, even though he very much does not want to be working numbers. So there's that. Also, um, this is the first time that we have entirely bypassed the normal number-giving system. It's not a call the payphone, uh, Dewey Decimal System, bring up the deal and all that. Like, this is flat out the machine going to Reese directly and saying, hey, number, do. This is a number given to Reese by the machine, which is in and of itself insane, which is in and of itself crazy as hell and like I-, I love the moment where Reese calls Finch and it's like Finch you're you're hacking stuff you're you're forcing me into a number and Finch is like what are you talking about well if it wasn't you 
who was it? And it ended up being the machine. Uh, this is another installment of the domino effect of the machine being way, way, way more autonomous this season and can make decisions for itself. Also, after a while of Reese just... Oh! Totally forgot the really, really fun claustrophobic element of this episode. Uh, This is on a plane. This entire episode takes place on a plane with Reese on a commercial plane. And he has to kind of deal with this threat to this one dude in the confines of this just commercial airliner. And, like, he can't use guns because if it... Uh, if a bullet goes to the window, the whole cabin will depressurize. Um, and he's like offering on a very, very limited. He's on a very limited space. He, it, like, it's very claustrophobic. It's very small and intimate. And just because of that, it is way, 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 way more tense. But probably the biggest. Probably the biggest difference in this episode compared to the normal person of interest formula is that once we get into this whole kerfuffle with the marshals guarding this number and we have the whole deal with him, we have the whole deal with them, we find out that this is not an irrelevant number. The machine gave Reese a relevant number. The machine gave Reese a 100% relevant number, a number relevant to national security, which has never happened before. It's always been irrelevance. It's always been just the low-level stuff. We've never got one That is important to national security. At all. So, not only are we trying to figure out who's trying to kill this dude. uh, This programmer guy being escorted by the marshals. uh, Who fail at that immediately. (laughs) Who fail at that in like five minutes. Uh, Not only are we trying to protect him and trying to find out where the threat to him comes from and why he's being targeted, but we also have to find out why he's important to national security. Why he, his number is relevant instead of irrelevant. So we've got like 50 different uh, additional cogs in the machine of this episode, all of which make it really fun, all of which make it really, really fantastic. By the way, I especially love the dynamic of Reese and this flight attendant. He teams up with this one uh, flight attendant lady. And the two of them are trying to protect this guy. The two of them are trying to uh, figure out what's happening without the rest of the passengers knowing. The passengers on this plane are goddamn stupid. The passengers on this plane are ridiculously dumb. <laughs> And I love, I I love how, like, they never acknowledge vocally how dumb they are. But there are certain times when Reese will be doing this, his thing, and they'll cut away briefly to the passengers just being blissfully unaware of everything that's happening. (laughs) And... (laughs) 
<laughs> it's kind of like this tacit acknowledgement every time they cut away or it's just like, yeah, we know. We know these people are dumb. We know these people are idiots. They're all the stupidest bunch of people on the planet. It's this very subtle running gag that is that progresses so perfectly in the best possible way. Uh, so, our number. Apparently, he is the designer of this website that is a black market for drugs, uh, an online black market for drugs. Basically, the whole point of it is to cut out the middleman and, oop, hit the mic, I apologize for that. The whole point of it is to cut out the middleman and stop people from killing each other. This does not work out for this dude. This does not work out for this dude at all. Uh, Now we're in the form of literally everyone trying to kill him. Uh, In fact, he keeps changing his story. Uh, He keeps trying to downplay his role. Uh, It starts out, it's just like, I'm a low-level programmer. Why does anyone care about me? And then he's like, okay, fine. I designed this site with the Sphinx, who is the big mastermind of it. Uh, But I I designed it. I helped him. uh, So I know who he is and all that. And then eventually we find out our number is the Sphinx. He is the, like, full architect of this site. So we just have that escalation of his involvement and just, like, this dude continuing to downplay it. And also, like, literally everyone's trying to kill this dude. Literally everyone's trying to murder this man. Like, the threat is not coming from one place. The threat is coming from... 50 bajillion places. The threat is coming from uh, some cartel hitmen. The threat is coming from a terror group. The threat is coming from the U.S. government, even. In fact, we get this great subplot with uh, Shaw tracking down Hirsch to find out why... uh, why this dude is relevant to national security and why they got their number. And it turns out, once Shaw confronts Hirsch, we find out that, turns out, the U.S. knew about the Sphinx for a while, but they didn't want to shut him down just yet because they wanted to, you know, tax him a bit. Use some of that drug money to fund... U.S. intelligence operations. But now he's been taken, and this dude's planning on leaking a bunch of shit. This dude's planning on talking. Or rather, they think this dude's planning on talking. And they're like, um, yeah, so if we don't get this guy, it'll be a huge embarrassment uh, for America. So we just have to kill him now. And here comes the reason why this number was given to Reese. Also, turns out uh, the U.S. government is full of a bunch of morons who did not understand, who did not do their due diligence enough to understand why this guy's number came up. This guy's number came up because 
he is in danger from the, all these multiple other people, not because it's a international embarrassment and all that. And specifically because one of the cartel, uh, uh, the cartel targeting this guy, uh, the hitmen for this cartel are known for lots of collateral damage in their hits. They're known for committing big acts of terror in order to get, like, one guy. Including, but not limited to, limited to crashing an entire plane full of people in order to kill one man. We find out that one of the hitmen is a fellow flight attendant of this one woman that Reese has befriended. And... We get this epic final confrontation. Oh, there's also this amazing action sequence between Reese and the U.S. agent in the cargo hold. And that's freaking awesome. That's freaking phenomenal. And I love everything about that sequence as well. Pretty much all the action in this episode. Like, they do it very creatively. Uh, They use the claustrophobia of this episode. They use the claustrophobia of this plane uh, to their advantage this episode. And it's really, really fantastic. Uh, But this brilliant, brilliant final act... With Reese fighting this hitman as he's trying to hijack the plane. Finch now has to take control of this massive airliner. And remote land it. So that not the entire plane crashes and dies. And it's this great moment for Finch who has only flown like little prop planes. Now he has to fly like this big jumbo airliner and land it safely and it's a really fun moment to see Finch's anxiety his horrible horrible anxiety as he's doing it Uh, really really phenomenal final moments Uh, but then of course the plane has landed everyone's safe Uh, it's all good like we managed to get our whole Flight in without any incident. Uh, We're in Rome. Reese is able to smuggle the guy off the plane and get Finch to give him a new identity. Uh, He gets a drink with this flight attendant who he's befriended. Has a nice time with her. uh, And then sits down with Finch who has went all the way to Rome to give our number a new identity. And is like... Hey, um, look, could you, could you come back? Could you not, could you not be gone anymore? And we get this great, uh, monologue from him about, uh, why he limited the machine's usage and, like, uh, explaining himself for all of Reese's annoyances. Because Reese is, like, very annoyed at Finch and his machine for how cryptic the machine is and thinking like maybe if the machine gave more information then Carter would still be alive and Finch is like look I I put the limitations that I did because I thought that there was always there should always be a human element into something as delicate as who lives and who dies uh we have free will and from that like causes like a lot of loss, uh, and we get this great moment between the two of them, and Reese 
agrees to come back. So, Reese is back, everyone. Reese is back. So, everything will go back to normal. Yay! Oh, uh, yeah, this episode's awesome. This episode's really, really cool and really, really fun. And I really, really love it. It's so, so freaking good. Uh, anyway, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple. It's just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, if you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will put up over there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 14. Talk to you then.